0: This morning I want to talk about prayer. I want to talk about believing in prayer. The reality is is that if we claim to follow Jesus, we probably say we believe in prayer. But the reality is is that if you're like me, your belief is not really where you want it to be. You have your doubts. You have prayed for things, you have poured your heart into praying for things, and you have seen those things not answered. And you've said, Why, God? And you've retreated for a while. And maybe you didn't pray as fervently and boldly as you did. But then maybe you came back into it for a while, but again, you didn't receive the way that you expected to receive. And maybe you start wrestling with it. What's going on? Is it me? Do I not have enough faith? Do I have sin in my life? Uh, Does God just really not love me? Am I not even really following God? We, We go through all of these things. How do we get to a place where we really believe in prayer? I want to address that this morning. And we need to be real and honest with it. Because if we are not, we're to to one or two places. We're either going to pretend like we believe and not believe, or we're just going to come out in the open and say it. Not long ago, I was in a prayer service that involved several communities, several churches and pastors, and this pastor stands up in a prayer service. We're there praying for God to move, and he says... Something along the lines of, prayer doesn't really change anything, but God likes us to do it, because, you know, He likes us to talk to Him. <laughs> it's like, what? what uh, uh, are you reading the Bible? And He pastors a church that claims to believe in the Bible. But here's the thing. When I came here, <laughs> first, second year, I don't know, one of the leaders stands up and says the same thing. Prayer doesn't really change anything, but, but God likes us to talk to Him. I, I just want to say to you, that is not what the Bible teaches, okay? I, I mean, if you're going to go that route, just throw the Bible out. Quit saying that you follow Jesus. That is not the teaching of the Word. The Word teaches. Prayer changes things. But here's the deal. Again, We've got to be honest because probably all of us have prayed something that did not happen and we don't understand why. And so this morning, I want to go to the Word and I I want to look at what it says about prayer and I want to talk about some of those issues because here's the other thing. The, The other place we can go Because, you know, we're we're like, okay, I don't want to be that person who says prayer doesn't change things. The Bible says it does. So the other place that we can go is we cannot deal with what's in our heart, and we can act like we really believe it, even though we don't. The way that you spot those people is they are really loud. I've found in life, if you don't have confidence in something, just get really loud. One of the people we're going to look at this morning is Elijah. And Elijah's in this whole ordeal where he's praying for God to move. He's praying for fire to fall down. And there's these other prophets who don't follow God. And they're crying out to Baal. And I mean, they're like frantic. They're like crying out, cutting themselves, dancing. I mean, they got the whole thing going on. And guess what happened? Nothing. Elijah walks up there and just says, God, you're the one who told me to pray this in the first place. So come and do what you said you were going to do. Woof! Fire from heaven falls down. We don't want to be those Baal prophets. And the way that we keep from being those Baal prophets is to be open and honest with what's going on. Because this is where we all go. When we know that we should be confident, but we're not, we just like get really loud and boastful. I've found in life, no matter what you're talking about, don't worry about the person who's loud and boastful. (laughs) They are not the one to be concerned about because they're being that way because they're not really confident. It's the one that's quiet. (laughs) That's the one to worry about. The one that's just biding their time and waiting. When it comes to prayer, we want to be confident. We want to be confident because that's what God's Word teaches. And if we're following, truly following God, we have reason to be confident. How do we get there? That's what I want to talk about this morning. Um, First scripture I want to go to is actually not the main text. We're going to give the uh, sound guys some exercise this morning, see how they do. Um, let's go to James chapter five. James has so much to say about prayer. I I mean, the first chapter speaks about it. The third chapter speaks about it. The fifth chapter speaks about it. I I mean, there's just a really, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, I'm going to read verse 17, and then I'm going to bounce back up, because I've already talked about Elijah, so I'm going to go straight to Elijah. Verse 17, chapter 5, James. Elijah was as human as we are. Elijah was as human as you are. What that means is, Elijah messed up. He had sin. He had doubts. He had it all. He had a weird family, just like you, okay? I mean, his lineage was suspect. He had all of those things. He was human just like you. But, let's go on. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Wow! This guy must have unbelievable faith. No, He's human just as you are. Then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. I want to let you in on a secret this morning. You can go and read the account of this in 1 Kings, and here's what you're going to find out. He was confident because God told him beforehand. Here's what I want you to pray. So yes, he's confident. God told him, this is what I want you to do and I want you to pray it. Listen, this is why we can be confident in prayer and prayer can change things. Because God is moving in the world and here's the thing, He wants to bring you into it. He he loves you and He wants to bring you into it. He doesn't want to just go about doing things and you sit around as the spectator. He's saying, if you are my child, Scripture talks about this, you're not a slave. You're a child. The difference between a slave and a child is He doesn't just tell you what to do, He brings you in on it. You are His child. You represent God to the world. And so what God wants to do is, God wants to speak things through you. And so He wants to tell you that this is what I want you to pray, just like he did with Elijah. And so he told Elijah, and guess what? It happened. So one of the first keys when it comes to prayer is we want to look to God. God, what do you want me to pray? Because here's where a lot of us kind of get off course. One of the places a lot of us go to, and this is nature, okay? I mean, does anybody in here really like to suffer? I mean, are you that morbid that you like suffering? I do not like suffering. And so you know what I do? I do what every kid in the world does. When I start to experience pain, when I start to experience suffering, you know what I do? I cry out to Dad. (laughs) Dad, would you do something about this, please? But here's the thing. If you want to be a good parent, if you want to be a good parent, then protect your children, okay? Uh, Relieve them from suffering, but don't always step in and relieve them. You, You know why? Because you are not meant to live their life for them. Your job is to train them up in the Lord. God loves you, He's created you in such a way that we are to always be dependent upon Him, but yet He wants to prepare us to live life. So you know what He's going to do? He's going to sometimes allow you to go through suffering because He has things that He wants to develop in you. Philippians talks about this with Jesus even. Even though He's the Son of God and even though He's perfect, it talks about how He learned obedience through suffering. When you go to the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is um, praying to the Father, you know, He wants His suffering to end. He's human, okay? He, He doesn't want to go through suffering. But He says, but if it's your will, God, if it's your will, then let it be done. So I want to say to you this morning that just because you've prayed for some suffering to end and maybe it didn't end right when you wanted it to, it doesn't mean that prayer doesn't work. It doesn't mean that that prayer can't work through you because it worked through Elijah. But part of it is we want to learn what to pray. That's part of it. Now, there's more in the scripture right here. I, I actually want to bounce back up and I want to go back up to verse 13. In James 5, and it says, Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Why does God tell us this? God tells us this because He does want to relieve suffering, okay? But at the same time, you'll also read in Scripture that He calls us to suffering. So, like a loving parent, a loving parent wants to relieve suffering in their child. But a loving parent will also, at times, allow them to walk through things. Why? because they've got to be prepared. They've got to learn some consequences, okay? Because otherwise, you know what you're raising? (laughs) A brat (laughs) that nobody likes except you. But eventually, you're not going to like them. And then you're going to come to me in my other job and say, I don't know why they're like this. Can you do something about it? No. (laughs) There's nothing I can do at this point. Well, you know what? God's a loving father. And he wants to relieve you of suffering. He wants to, okay? And so that's why he has this part in here. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Why? Because he wants to hear you talk? No, because he wants to do something about it. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So part of this is is that we are open and honest with each other. And so that's why I want to talk about prayer. okay? Because I want to talk about the fact that many of us don't really believe in it the way that we want to. And many of us don't believe in it the way we want to, but we act like we do. So let's, first of all, let's be open and honest. That's what it's it's about there. I want you to hear that part of the the, um, seeing God move is part of the confessional. So we want to be open and honest about what's going on in our hearts, okay? Now, from that, does God heal? Yes, God heals. Yes, He does. Does He always, does He always choose to do that? Because when you look in Scripture, that wasn't always the case. Take Paul, for instance. Paul prayed over people to be healed, and guess what? They were healed. (laughs) Miraculous things happened. But there were other times, like with Timothy, he said, you know what? Take some wine for the ailments that you have. So you see there's two different things going on here. There are times when God tells Paul, I want you to pray, I want you to pray miraculous healing and it happens. And there are other times where that's not what he does. Go back to Elijah for a second. Elijah called down fire and fire comes down. I mean Elijah prays that it won't rain and it doesn't rain for years. Then he goes out and he prays that it will rain and he has to keep going. Okay? I mean he doesn't just pray once. He has to keep going and keep going. We're not going to go to that story right now but He he keeps at it. And in that time frame, rain comes. He knows what it is to see prayer answered. But you know what happened right after that? Jezebel threatens him and he runs away like a scared little kid. (laughs) And he goes and hides. Wait, why? I mean, this guy has seen the power of prayer. Why doesn't he just pray, God, (laughs) zapper? Because... That's not what God's will is. That's not what God's going to do. Now, God is going to take care of her. And when you read through the Bible, that's what he does. And he does it in a much better way than you and I would have thought up. But, but you need to understand this. God does the miraculous through prayer. And, and the reason I believe he wants me to talk about this is that he is preparing to do things. When you look in the book of Acts, our life group's been going through the book of Acts, and one of the things that we keep seeing is that as they go around ministering, powerful things happen. Powerful things happen because that's part of God's way of confirming it's Him moving. But you know what also happens everywhere they go? Persecution. I mean, they're like getting beat up and ran out, and it's always simultaneously Right now, in the world we live in, it feels like things are coming apart at the hinges. I believe in the midst of that, God is going to move powerfully. But we must be people who believe in prayer. And so if you're silently, okay, if you're silently sitting in your chair saying, I believe in prayer, but inside you're like, I don't believe in prayer. Because you've got hurts. Do what James said. Confess that. Share that with a brother and sister. Share about something that you prayed for and you don't understand. I've got things I've prayed for and I don't understand. There was a dear sister in this congregation that I prayed for healing. And she believed more than anybody. And she walked in the Spirit. And I prayed that God would heal her and it didn't happen. It's a hurt, and I don't fully understand it. How do I get beyond that? I'm open. I've got to be open with God, and I've got to say, God, you, you show me. But here's the other thing. I've also seen God do things like that. I, I mean, I, I just... I'll never forget. It's branded in my mind. I was sitting in... um a chair in the parsonage, and I was rocking cold. And believe it or not, he was crying. He'll never admit it now, but he was crying. <laughs> and he wouldn't stop, and he was screaming. There was something bad wrong in his ear, and it was late at night, and I can't remember all the details, but it had been going on. It was getting serious. And I remember in that moment just praying, God, heal this. And I'm telling you, it's... In the moment I prayed that, he went from screaming at the top of his lungs to, uh, and it was done. And that was it. And he was healed. I have seen God move. God's not done. God's not done. He wants to move and he wants to heal, just as James said. But you've got to be open. That's part of it. Did you hear that? That's part of the healing. Part of the healing is being open. I want to go to another scripture, uh, Matthew 7. Keep on asking. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. You see, that's the whole thing. This is where the enemy wants to take you. He wants you to stop. He wants you to stop asking. And so one of the things he does with me is that he gets me to focus on the things that weren't answered. And we're not going to have time. I think I'm going to have to do another message on this. There are so many scriptures that speak to things about why I didn't receive exactly what I asked for. But here's one thing you need to hear. Even if God wants to give it to you, He may hold off for a while. Okay? because maybe you're not quite ready for it yet. If your four-year-old really likes to shoot Nerf guns, that's great. If they come to you and say, Mom, Dad, I think I'm ready for the real thing. Don't do that, okay? It's not good. It's fun with the Nerf, it's not going to be so fun with the other. We do that with the Lord. I mean, do we not? I mean, we do a little something, you know, and we're like a kid with a Nerf gun, and we're like, yeah, I'm bad. I mean, I just you got somebody needs taken care of, you know? I'm the person. Come to me. We do that with the Lord, you know? The Lord uses us for something. We do something, and we're like, yes, God, I'm ready. We start praying for something, whatever it is. And God's saying, I I want that. I love you, (laughs) but you're not ready yet. So as a loving father, there's going to be time that sometimes he waits, but here's what he says to do. He says, keep on asking why you will receive what you ask for. Now, we could go back to James and James says that sometimes you're not going to receive what you're asked for because you're asking for the wrong thing. <laughs> you're just asking for something to, you know, spend on your pleasures. You're asking something for your flesh. Okay? Again, any loving parent is not going to just give their kids something that's actually bad for them, okay? And and you know what, loving parents is graceful. Uh, You know, sometimes they will give them a little something that's bad for them because they want them to learn that, you know, and God does that too, okay? But as we grow in the Lord, the Lord's not going to do that so much. He's going to expect us to mature. But in maturity, we want to keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Don't just ask, seek, Okay? Don't just sit down, ask, and uh, all right, here I am, God. Go seek also, okay? Keep on knocking. So don't just seek, see something, and then sit down. <laughs> Go up, start knocking. And the door will be open to you, for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And here's where he goes to the parent thing. Listen to his heart here. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? I want you to hear that because this is where we go to. We're asking the Lord for something. He's not giving it to us. And we're like, man, he just must not love me. Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Here's the deal. I'm convinced God's good. And so I'm convinced that the issue is with me. The issue has got to be with me. Because my life and my prayer life do not perfectly align with the Word. I don't believe it's because of God. I believe it's because of me. But here's the other thing. I also believe that the Word has the answers. So first of all, I can't cover it all this morning, but I just want to say to you, keep on asking, okay? And I want to start with this place. Get real with the Lord Okay, if you're in a place that you're not believing in prayer like you want to in your heart and you know you should, get real with the Lord and talk to Him about why. Talk to Him about it. Okay? And maybe He's going to give you some answers. Maybe He's not. You know? When I think about the, the sister I prayed for, He's never given me a, Boom, well, well, here's the, the exact answer why. But you know what? I believe He will speak some things to my heart about how I can trust Him in that. Okay, And maybe it's not about that specific person. You see what I'm saying though? Keep going. Don't stop. Keep moving. God wants to do something. We're going to continue this. But let's start with that. Let's start. Let's get open with the Lord because the Lord wants to move. I I believe that we are going to see more of it. But in order for that to happen, we must ask. See, many of us have this idea that God is God and so therefore prayer doesn't change anything. God's going to do what he's going to do. That's not the way it works because you're a child. He wants to bring you into it. Scripture declares that we do not have because we do not ask. There are things in your life right now that you could have, blessings that you could have right now, and you don't have it because you haven't asked. Why haven't you asked? Because you've had some bad experiences. Well, join the club. All of us have. Let's get real. Let's get open because God's good. He's not afraid to deal with it. We need to deal with it because God's wanting to move. And we need to be people of faith who will pray bold prayers like Elijah. Okay? But we've got to be healed for that to happen. Lord, thank you that you choose to bring us in as children and not just as slaves. And, and Lord, we are a part of what you're doing in this world right now. And Lord, we are your mouthpiece at times. You want to declare things through us. Lord, give us uh, hearts to be open to you for that. Give us hearts to trust you, to have faith. To be people who, who walk in the Spirit. Lord, this is not easy. If it was easy, we could do it without your Spirit. <laughs> but we can't. We can only do it when we're walking in your Spirit. So I pray for open hearts. I pray for hearts to be healed. I pray that you would bring to the heart and mind of the people in here, Lord, the things that are holding them I'm praying boldly like, Like you're calling them to pray, Lord, so that they can find healing. Thank you for the healing that you're going to bring. In Jesus' name, amen.